0: Many of you have asked for it, and so I spent some of my paternity leave creating it, an introductory Stoicism course. The best part? I've launched it using Gumroad's pay-what-you-want model. So if you want to pay $0, you can get the course for free. That's right, free. Learn more and enroll in the course by going to understandingstoicism.com. That's understandingstoicism.com. I've got to tell you, I am a little bit burned out after all of the longer form episodes this week. I'm feeling like I need to retreat to a holiday home or something, which I, of course, don't have. I'm a podcaster. (laughs) We can't afford things like that. Or maybe even a beach, but the nearest beach is probably more than a thousand miles, no matter which direction I start driving in. So I don't think I'll be doing that. And I guess today I'm just feeling that one meditation, probably back in book two or three, when Marcus told us that we could escape into our minds anytime we wanted, and that the desire to get away, I think he said it was stupid. So I guess I'm feeling a little stupid today. But as has been said before, if it can be endured, then endure it. And I suppose this can be endured. By the way, if you'd like to get rid of ads, you can do so for just $6 a month by going to stoicism.supercast.com, link in the description for that. I'd like to also remind you that the Fireside Chat format that we experimented with yesterday is not yet definitely a staple of this podcast. If you want it to be, I need your votes on the survey that is attached to that episode. If I get 75% greater on the yes side of that survey, it's just a one-question survey, totally anonymous. We'll do Fireside Chats on a weekly basis, and what that means is one of the seven episodes I release every week will be, in addition to our Long Form Wednesday episodes, a Long Form Fireside Chat episode that will start out with regular conversations between myself and Eric, and will eventually grow into something more like something that features guests and potentially even the occasional panel discussion. So please go back and check yesterday's episode's show notes for a link to that survey. Today, we're covering meditation number 23 from book four, which is a favorite of Chris Fisher's, who, if you missed it, was part of our three-person discussion on Wednesday. The third was Kai Whiting, and you have got some catching up to do if you've missed it. But that meditation goes like this. Everything harmonizes with me, which is harmonious to thee, O universe. Nothing for me is too early nor too late, which is in due time for thee. Everything is fruit to me, which thy seasons bring, O Nature. From thee are all things. In thee are all things. To thee all things return. So then, regardless of when something is presented to us, we should be fine with its timeline. For what good is it to not be fine with its timeline? That doesn't do any good. Is it the case that you've been suffering for years, and today is the day you finally escape that suffering? Don't complain that it didn't happen sooner. What utility is there in that? Say instead, I am glad this day is today and not tomorrow. I am glad it arrived before I died. Don't look at yesterday and all the days before as something someone owes you something for. Don't spend your new freedom thinking about the past you didn't want or didn't have. For in this way, you become a prisoner in your freedom still and forever. Has something dispreferred happened to you? But that's the fruit of the metaphorical tree of life, isn't it? Is that fruit bitter? Well, better to be bitter than absent, don't you think? Better to be alive and uncomfortable, or alive and comfortable, than dead and nothing else. So your past is dispreferred, or it has been, and the present too. But the future isn't written, so be patient. And do your best to be grateful that you're on track to see the future at all for you have no idea what it might hold. Don't hold your past or present against fate or the universe or other human beings. Don't hold it against any of these things that the things you want aren't the things you have right now. Be glad for the things you have right now. And if what you have right now is suffering, well, be glad for that too. Because if you're suffering, you're alive. And if you're alive, there's a future. And I think I should say here that none of this is to suggest that you should be content with your dispreferred situation, with your misery, with your suffering, if that's what you're experiencing right now. Not at all. But you should be grateful that you have a present condition, regardless of what that condition is, because you could just as easily be dead. And then, true, you would not be suffering, but you wouldn't have a future either. You should absolutely endeavor to improve your current situation if your current situation is entirely dispreferred or even partially dispreferred and you think you can do something about it. But maintaining a negative attitude while you're endeavoring to change your situation completely ignores the incredible good fortune that you are alive and have the opportunity to change your situation or have a future. Things come. Be grateful when they do. Things don't come. Don't hate in response to their absence. Things that come may not be what you want, but something came, and it's in your life, and you're alive for it to be in your life. And that means, since you're not dead, if you don't like that thing, there's more of your life to come, where that thing might leave and something better might come in after it. Take a breath and look forward. You're not dead yet. This isn't the end, this isn't the totality of your experience. It's just the for now part of your life, the life you're lucky to have because the opposite is no life at all. Going back to book two, meditation one, when you wake in the morning, what do you do? You tell yourself what the day is going to be like, right? Why do you do that? So you can set your expectations and be mentally prepared for what you're likely to encounter. But does that mean you give up in the face of what you encounter when it's something you'd rather not encounter? No. It means you prep for the day, navigate the day, endure and survive the day, and have a new day tomorrow. The same is the case for your life right now. You'll have a new day tomorrow. And even if you have 5,000 days that you think suck, you have to keep getting up, prepping for the day, navigating the day, enduring and surviving the day, and knowing tomorrow might be when things change. And today, by the way, you should work to bring about that change in any way you can. So when Marcus says all things happen in good time, it's because they do. Maybe it's not on the timeline you want, but there's no use in lamenting that because it changes nothing. So we're grateful for whatever happens when it happens, because it means we're alive and something is happening at all. And that's good. It's good that we're alive. It's good that things are happening. And he also says, all outcomes are fruit. And maybe we could say that all dealt hands are cards. And we play with the cards that we have, even when we don't think that they're good cards. And we can always eat fruit, even when they aren't our favorite. And that progresses us to our next meal or the next round of cards. So it's all worth being accepting of, maybe grateful for, because it means there's more to come. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Practical Stoicism. If you haven't yet, please consider hitting the subscribe button in your podcast player of choice so that you don't miss any of the seven episodes that are published every week. Also, if you've not left a review for the podcast, I would appreciate you doing so on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Podchaser.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, take care.